All right, we got a wonderful opportunity uh, to speak with Pastor Brian Bill this morning uh, and uh, just to have a great conversation about Merry Mythmas. I love this title. Yes. I love the title. Merry Mythmas. Mythmas. Sounds like a lisp, but right? <laughs> it does. Like, uh, so what are some of the, what are some of our myths? What are some of the things that we think we know, but it's like, mm, yeah, may not be quite yeah. right. And you guys have been talking some about that. It's easy to get song lyrics wrong, right? Oh, and, yeah. And you can really see that with kids. And uh, and it's just struck me that a lot of the mental images we have in our mind about Christmas come from, well, Christmas cards or medieval art or even Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought of some that kids, well, they get the lyrics incorrect sometimes, like, enjoy to the world instead of singing and makes the nations prove. Some children declare and makes the nations prudes. <laughs> or well. in the place of the cattle are lowing. Some kids saying the cattle are glowing. <laughs> that happens at Ken's farm. Or instead of boughs of holly, some belt out these words, deck the halls with Buddy Holly. All funny. <laughs> well, let me good. give a warning as I begin, because I'm going to walk through a list of 10 common myths about Christmas. And listener, you may experience some pushback. You may roll your eyes. You may want to go, no, that's yeah. not true. Well, here's a solution. Have your Bible handy so you can compare what is cultural to what is truly Christmas. So so did I mention you may push back on some of these? Well, let's jump in. Here's the first one. There's no evidence Mary rode on a donkey to Bethlehem. Luke chapter 2, 4, and 5 only says Joseph and Mary traveled to Bethlehem not how they got there. Well, let's go to the text. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the, they're going south, but they go up because Jerusalem's higher, from the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, that's near Jerusalem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. Doesn't tell us how they got there. Number two, There's no record of the innkeeper saying anything in the Christmas story. Well, actually, he's not even mentioned in the Bible. People are like, what? (laughs) Luke 2.7 simply says this, there was no place for them in the inn. Hmm. Number three, we don't know the exact day of Jesus' birth. Mm-hmm. It's actually more likely he was born in the spring or the fall. You can find evidence for both of those, although it's totally fine we recognize his birth on mm-hmm. December 25th. Number four, Luke 2.7 doesn't mention the ox and the lamb keeping time as the little drummer boy drummed on his drum. I'm sorry. Matthew 2.11 does say the wise men fell down and worshiped mm-hmm. the Christ child. They gave him gifts. So perhaps the drummer boy was just following their lead. He didn't have anything to offer, so he played his drum solo to Jesus. Number five, Luke 2.7 says Jesus was laid in a manger. Okay, we have to scrub our minds here. This was not a wooden crib. A manger was a stone feeding trough. Now, that may mean animals were present, but the Bible doesn't say if animals were present either. Some of you are going to take your Christmas cards back now. Number six, even though one of our beloved carols declares no crying he makes, 
It's actually likely baby Jesus mm-hmm. did cry, mm-hmm. since he later wept when Lazarus died, John eleven thirty five. In addition, Hebrews two seventeen says, therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Number seven. The Bible doesn't say, hark the herald angels sing. Luke 2.13 indicates the angels were praising God and saying. doesn't say they were singing. Number eight, Matthew 2.11 never says there were three wise men. It does mention three gifts that were given. And sorry, the Bible doesn't say they came on camels either. Oh, and the Bible never records them singing, we three kings from (laughs) Orient are. They were magi, probably Persians from Iran, men who belonged to the same kind of group described in Daniel chapter 2, verse 2, magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers. So as the context indicates, part of their focus involved astrology or astronomy, So our English word magic comes from the same word used to describe these pagan seekers. Number nine, speaking of the wise men, okay, this is going to mess up our manger scenes. They did not arrive the night of Jesus' birth, but up to two years later. Matthew 2.11 indicates they went into the house and saw the child. That word for child is the word for toddler. Number 10, speaking of manger scenes, the Bible doesn't state there was a star over the place where Jesus was born. Matthew 2, verse 2, and 9 and 10 indicates the star caused the wise men to head out on a journey, could have taken them up to two years. When they got closer, the star guided them to, not the stable, but to the house where Jesus was. Well, there's one more myth we should address at the start of the Christmas season. Many believe that Jesus did not exist before the first Christmas. But as the Son of God, God the Son, Jesus Christ has always existed. Amazingly, Micah 5.2 says the Messiah would be the one, quote, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. And sadly, many today know very little of the glory of Jesus, both before and after his birth. And we're going to focus on the mystery of the majesty at Edgewood during December in a series we're calling Before Bethlehem. Now, as we all head into December, let's make sure we get the facts straight about the Christmas narrative. Uh, A suggestion, read the first two chapters of Luke, first two chapters of Matthew. These two Gospels give us insight into the birth of Jesus. They provide much of what we know about the first Christmas. The Gospel of Mark, that's great to read as well, because Mark jumps right in to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The Gospel of John actually begins much earlier than even the accounts of Matthew and Luke. So while Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ, the second member of the Trinity, has no beginning. Why? Well, because he's always been. We see this in the opening verses of John's Gospel. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So John takes us back to the beginning 
to show us that Jesus had no beginning. He goes behind creation to show that the baby in the feeding trough was the creator of the world. John does not use a narrative, but instead gives us the theology behind the nativity to show how the infinite became an infant. Oh, John 1.14 should cause us to worship. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, the last verse of Hark the Herald Angels Sing actually does get it right. Oh, listen to these words. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth born to give them second birth. And I take us to Matthew one twenty one as we close. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And that is no myth. That is amen. excellent. So thankful for the salvation we have in Jesus. Yeah, amen. And so many people today don't even know the Christmas story, right. much less the myths of the Christmas story. They only yeah. pick up a little bit here and there and, yep. you know, maybe hear the name of Jesus, yep. but wonder what it means for their life. Yep. So this morning, speak to someone who may be searching this this Christmas. That This is the first time they're hearing that there is a true story behind yeah. Christmas. Well, the good thing is if you're searching, that means God's drawing you. Mm -hmm. And Jeremiah says, if you seek me and search for me with your whole heart, you'll find me. So Mm -hmm. keep searching. Mm -hmm. Keep taking that next step. This past weekend at Edgewood, I met a Muslim who was in one of our services. And I was talking to her before the service. And she said, I'm curious. I'm interested. I thought I would come and just hear for myself. I love that. So if you're searching, take it as a sign that God loves you, mm-hmm. he cares for you, if you feel restless, if you're like, man, I'm empty, all this sentimentality during this season used to mm-hmm. fill me with joy, but I don't sense it anymore. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're going through, there's a God who loves you and cares for you, and he created you. You've been made in his image, and he created you to have relationship with him. And the Bible says that the problem we have is that we're all sinners, and that sin separates us from God. Mm-hmm. But at Christmas, this is the mystery and the majesty of the incarnation. That's a big word to say that God sent his son, Jesus, who took on human flesh. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came to our earth. He can understand everything that we've gone through. And then he went to the cross and he died in our place, paying the price for all of our sins. And God the Father accepted the sacrifice of his son as full and final Mm -hmm. payment, satisfying his righteous and holy holy wrath against sin by accepting what Jesus did in our place as our substitute. And then on the third day, he was raised from the dead, showing that he has power over death, our own depravity, and over the devil himself. Mm -hmm. Now, listener, it's good to know those truths, but you have to respond. So believe that that's true and it is true, and then receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Repent Mm -hmm. of your sins. Turn from how you've been living Mm -hmm. and say, Jesus, I need you to come into my life. Come 
in right now. I receive you by faith. I want to be born again. Mm -hmm. And by your grace and by your spirit, I want to follow you the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Amen. And then go to church. Right. <laughs> well, actually, it's a good time to go to church yeah. because a lot. I mean, I kind of made fun of some Christmas songs, but there's rich theology yes. in Christmas songs, and I love it. You go to High V, you go to different places, mm-hmm. and they're singing theology. At yeah. what time of the year do you get to hear that? So, yeah, mm-hmm. go to a church and go find a gospel preaching church. And if you don't know of a gospel preaching church, call Moody Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are connected to all the gospel preachers in the community and they can help uh, help you get connected to one. Mm-hmm. That's right. One of the most beautiful discoveries of your life mm-hmm. is, is finding Jesus and finding purpose <laughs> yeah. for your life and finding Amen. direction. Uh, it's it's the clarification in your heart, and it's wonderful. Yeah. It's probably one of the best experiences It's life-changing. It absolutely is. Yeah. Absolutely is. Yeah. We go from darkness to light. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely true. Uh, Pastor, thank you mm-hmm. so very much You're for welcome. stopping by. Thanks for this. Thanks this for what you fun. guys do. 